Hello pop pickers, or rather hello popcorn junkies, or popcorn junkies, anyway it's popcorn junkies. Uh, we're reviewing, or I'm reviewing, a movie, indie movie called Red Rocket. Um, this is directed by Sean Baker, who directed a movie called Tangerine, which was about transgender sex workers, notable for the fact that it was shot on three iPhone 5Ss, which is quite an achievement. Um, he then made the uh, a, a second movie, which was, or major movies, made a few more movies than that, but the second one that's kind of been out of cinemas is The Florida Project, which is one of my favourite films of all time, probably. I think it's a remarkable piece of filmmaking starring Willem Dafoe and um, a host of uh, newcomers, uh, non-professional actors. And this, Red Rocket, is his third sort of major cinematic release. Um, and it stars uh, Simon Rex, who himself is uh, an actor who, way back early on in his career, was also a porn actor. Apparently he used to um, make his living uh, basically appearing in masturbatory scenes. <laughs> there you go, there's no other way of putting it. Um, it also stars Brie Elrod and newcomer Susanna Sun who plays Strawberry. So what is this film? Now, before we get going on this film, I have to stress and I have to say, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's an 18 certificate, which, you know, in this day and age really means something. So there is a lot of sex in this film. There's a lot of discussion about quite explicit sex acts because principally uh, the main character played by Simon Rex is or was or is a adult entertainment actor i.e he appears in porn films um and he's quite notable uh for being quite successful at it he, he goes on about having won several awards uh, and his his sort of stage name or performing name is mikey saber which kind of leaves nothing to the imagination does it so really this is the story of this character, played by Simon Rex, who um, essentially, you're not really told what's happened, but clearly he's, he's sort of come to the end of a certain chapter in his porn acting life. He returns back to Texas. Uh, he returns to the house or the home where his uh, wife, we think it's his ex-wife to begin with, but we discover she's still his wife, lives. She lives with her mother, uh, the, you know, the making ends meet, very poor. Um, and he shacks up. He sort of says that he he promises he'll get rent, he'll he'll deliver the goods, he'll tidy the house, and all this kind of stuff. And so his wife goes from wanting him to go fuck off uh, to saying, "Oh well, okay, maybe." He then proceeds to start dealing drugs in the local area. Um, he sort of slides back into the neighbourhood. He wheedles his way back into his wife's bed. Um, it's kind of inferred that she's a sex worker, his wife. Um, and so, you know, we're in the world and we're in the realm of where sex is a commodity. It is something that isn't just, um, you know, isn't something that's about love. It's about something, you know, far more it's about performance. It's about, com com as I say, it's about commodity. It's about making money. Uh, and it's about exploitation in a sense. So it's about this guy, and so the long and the short of it is, it's about this guy and how he infiltrates his old life, re-kind of works his way back into his old neighbourhood, um, kind of comes across characters from his past, uh, as I say, starts to do, deal drugs in order to get enough money to pay the rent so that he can stay with his wife, ex-wife, in their house. Great character, a subsidiary character who feels like she's not a professional actor, is the wife's mother. She looks like a sort of crystal meth addict, and there are scenes where she's clearly taking something, and I think it possibly is crystal meth. But she's so naturalistic, and she's so real. I mean, you know, I don't know whether the director, Sean Baker, just said, be yourself and respond to this guy normally. Um, it's all shot through. Tonally, this film is really weird, and if I'm really honest, it's been challenging me and nagging me ever since I saw it um, at the weekend. To the point that it's one of the only films where I'm literally left at the end of it, not quite knowing what to think. 
It's a little bit like Zola, uh, that recent film that came out about the two women who go on a sort of stripping uh, road movie based on a Twitter feed where sexuality and sexual politics are really quite confusing. Well, in this, it's really confusing because it's presented to us as quite a sort of hyper-coloured, like Florida Project, primary colours, it's very buzzy, it's very sort of bright and, and zingy and what have you. It's also presented as quite a sort of almost like a screwball comedy. You really identify with uh, Simon Rex, the character, you know, the lead guy. Um, he sort of rides around on a bike, he's incredibly charming, he's got the gift of the gab, you know, he can work his way into any situation. He's a hustler, he's a hustler. He's still living off the sort of kudos of having won this award or that award for the most sexual acts in a porn movie and all that kind of stuff and he uh, and he essentially sort of constructs this life back in his old texan sort of surroundings if you like um, I just have to give a special shout out. He befriends the neighbor or the son of the neighbor and I have to give a special shout out to this actor Ethan Darbone quite remarkable if you watch this film he's the kind of strange looking dude with like his hair kind of pulled back and he pretends he's in the army he's a vet veteran all that kind of stuff remarkable performance i mean remarkable i mean i mean worth the price of the ticket alone just to see how strange but what an impact he has he's got a big career ahead of him playing potentially quite strange parts so you've got this main character the center of the film played by simon rex he's charming he's all these things you know he's had a dubious past he talks a lot about his sexual prowess um he's using his wife or uh, to to essentially you know have have a roof over his head um, he's taking Viagra in order to start having sex with her because he doesn't really fancy her, but he knows that she wants it. And so he wants, that's another part of his sort of transaction to stay there. Um, he's dealing drugs. Um, and suddenly they, they pop to a donuts uh, shop, a, a local donuts sort of cafe. And he comes across the character called Strawberry. And this is where the film twists and turns into something really complicated and really challenging and a little bit distressing. Um, Strawberry, played by Susanna Sun, remarkable performance, is this sort of innocent 17-year-old, you know, she sort of wears pink, she's got pink, pink lipstick, she's incredibly innocent-looking face. Well, he falls for her in a big way. And he falls for her in such a big way that he tries to woo her. I mean, he's in his late 30s, early 40s, she's 17. And immediately you can begin to realise, ah, this begins to become uncomfortable. If people had a problem with Licorice Pizza, with the Alana Haim character trying to woo the, uh, the Cooper Hoffman character, you ain't seen nothing yet. This this is a much bigger sort of concept. And so this huge age difference, and essentially he slowly, across the, across, across the duration of the film, there's no other word for it, sort of grooms her and, and gets close to her and has sex with her and all this kind of stuff and gets her to a place where he convinces her that it might be a good idea for them to do porn together. And so he plans to drive back to LA with her and launch a new career. So he sees her as an opportunity to relaunch his career. And all of that sits really uncomfortably because this is a film that makes you identify with a lead character who's absolutely um, unlikable. He's charming. He's got the gift of the gab. You can see he's a hustler. You can see why he gets people to do things for him. But what you realise across the duration of the film is the drip, drip, drip effect of going, I, actually, this guy is really not a nice guy. He's using everyone for his own ends. He's exploiting every situation just so that he's OK. Right down to a situation with the boy I was just telling, talking to you about, the incredibly incredible looking but also incredible actor who plays his neighbour, played by Ethan Darbone. He even exploits him. I won't tell you what happens, but a, a terrible catastrophe, a tragedy happens uh, with him and th this younger character in a car. 
And he even lets that develop in a really dark and negative way. This guy is escaping shit all the time. He's just getting through the cat flap away from stuff that's sort of catching up with him. And so, of course, he develops this relationship with this younger girl, Strawberry, and it's, it's deeply uncomfortable. That said, that said, she has agency, this young woman. She's kind of into what she's doing. She kind of fancies a bit of sex. She's not just a victim. But to what extent is a 17-year-old with a 30-something, 40-something man inherently a victim? That's the question. And so what am I trying to say? It's a brilliantly shot film. The director, Sean Baker, has said that he's not interested in making films just about people who are likeable. And I think that's what's interesting about this film. It's not exploitative, and in a weird way, it's not gratuitous, though there is a lot of sex in it. But it does throw a spotlight over a deeply um, uh, unsettling and unlikable character. And it generates a really sort of confusing and ambiguous response in you. Because, it, because he's placed at the centre of the story, you follow him, uh, you care what's happening to him, you're on his journey, so you're kind of rooting for him. And then you begin to realise that essentially what this film does is, and what the character played by Simon Rex does, is it grooms you. So as I came out of the cinema, I thought, oh my God, this guy will do anything to, to get what he wants. And he's got this young girl. And there's, an, there's a final shot where, it's an interesting final shot, and I, I hope you can see it to let me know what you think. For me, in the final shot of him looking at Strawberry, and I won't tell you where he's got to in the, po the point that he wants to head back to LA, I can't work out if there's a look of realisation on his face as to how morally bankrupt and horrendous he's been, or whether what he sees in Strawberry at that point is, is still the opportunity and the potential for fame and success and money. It's an interesting film about male... I mean, it's an interesting film about a man who's lost, but it's also an interesting film about a man who controls lots of women to get what he wants. And I think the fact that he's plonked at the centre of a film, it's not often you're given a main character who is essentially unlikable, but for great swathes of the film, you find him quite entertaining and quite, I hate to say it, likeable. And so that's why you come out of this film feeling a little bit ill at ease and a little bit like dirty and a little bit kind of conned and a little bit like someone's charmed you and then let you down. That was the feeling I had. So it was a really, really curious, thought-provoking film. It's down to your own sort of moral fibre as to whether you think it's an exploitative film. I think it's trying to tell a story, it's trying to, it's trying to look at a character or look at people that, aren't, that are out there, that aren't particularly likeable and, and are perhaps quite dubious in their intentions. There are people like that in the world. And so this director, I think, has tried to place one of those people at the centre of his film. Soundtrack's really good. It looks amazing. It has that bleached, blanched out sort of Texan feel to it, just like as the Florida Project did. All of his films sort of happen within the shadows of industry of some form. The Florida Project happened in the shadows of Disneyland. Tangerine happened in the shadows of Hollywood. This film happens in the sh in the shadows of sort of mass mass industrial factories. I don't know if it's a steelworks or something. And so you've got this idea of just small lives sort of eking a life out of scraps. And I think that's what this film is also about. It's about a, a white man who normally we think white men have it all. And he's using his white maleness even within his sort of diminished uh, opportunities to, um, to try and build something out of the scraps of his life. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really challenging film. And there are some scenes in it which are deeply, deeply discomforting. Um, anyway, 
as I say, it comes with a huge warning. It's an 18 certificate. It's not just what you see, but it's also what is talked about. That's a bit of a challenge. But if you want to be, you know, if you want to be part of this dialogue as to whether this is a, a thought provoking film and how you can make a film that pivots around such a sort of gradually more and more unlikable character with a, within a context of really quite funny things happen, happening, even when the worst things are happening to this character, they're often quite funny. So you're kind of tugged towards comedy. And yet at the end of the day, what he's doing is absolutely reprehensible and awful. And in summary, you have to say that the uh, performances in this film are absolutely exemplary. Even, you know, even Simon Rex is the main character. I mean, the fact that he can just plow, I mean, I wonder to what extent he was playing what he was when he once worked in the porn industry, I don't know. But he, he, he doesn't stop yapping and talking all the way through the film. Uh, he's definitely got some sort of ADHD or ADD or something like that. Um, he, he's excellent, he's excellent. He sort of carries that contradiction of, of horrible and charming, which is a difficult thing to execute. Susanna Sun is a remarkable newcomer. She's alluring, she's charming. She presents sort of Lolita-like difficulties for both the characters and the audience. Uh, you know, she's also her own, she's her own boss. She's, she's her own, she's in charge of what she wants to do but you're still left with this uncomfortable feeling. She, she, she's really, really a, a new talent worth looking out for, and I think this is her first film. Brie Elrod, who plays his wife, is phenomenal. She's so good, she's so real, she's, she's strong, she's resentful, she's furious, she shows vulnerability when she falls for him again, um, and then I won't give away what happens, obviously, to her across the film, and she's great at enacting revenge. And then her mother, played by Brenda Dice. I mean, just ambling around, just kind of this incredibly authentic, sort of scrunched from granite, as this kind of battered, weathered kind of mother woman um, who's, who feels like she's come from like the Grapes of Wrath era or sometime then. And finally, of course, Ethan Darbone, who, if I don't see him again, his character was both charming, sweet, innocent, and in the end, heartbreaking. Um, his open-eyed inquiry of this sort of manipulative man and his sort of idolization of this strange, self-regarding individual uh, was just sweet to watch and, you know, again, just see what happens to his poor character across the film. Especially there's a moment where he, he appears to be pretending he's, a, he's a, a US veteran. Curious, curious scene that just gives you a little inkling into the weirdness of his character's life. An absolutely impeccable cast. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.